0: Wrigley's Spearmint Gum presents The Howard Miller Show. And now here with music on record is Howard Miller. Thank you very much, Eddie Joyce. Good morning, everyone. This is Howard Miller for Wrigley Spearman Chewing Gum. And today we're going to have an opportunity of talking to a couple of real nationwide celebrities in our business. Because, first of all, we're going to present to the American public Mr. Dave Cap, a man whose name is synonymous with the entire record industry, a man who has probably contributed more to our field of recorded music than any other human being walking the face of this earth. And his latest discovery, a young gentleman by the name of Roger Williams, who plays a whale of a piano in a big hit record called Autumn Leaves. These celebrities of the show world you'll meet in just a moment or so after we listen to an opening selection done by Peggy King, who performed on our show last week, perhaps you remember. She has a great arrangement here of a hillbilly song on Columbia Records known as Learning to Love.
1: Learning to love, I'm learning a new kind of game From now on it won't be the same as it was in the past, but I'm glad growing up's kind of bad. Learning to love is nice with a teacher like you. I'm getting a new point of view. I'm learning to love. A new kind of thrill, a chilly feeling whenever I speak your name. For this is my first time, you know, I'm learning to love I'm getting a new point of view I'm learning a lot Could ever be found in a game Learning to love Be kind to me, please take it slow For this is my first time, you know I'm learning to love
0: A real happy little song done by Peggy King A Columbia record called Learning to Love It's almost inconceivable that came from the field of country and western music but it did, and it's a good one. It's a very big hit record for a lovely little girl who sings, of course, on the George Goble television show. I'm sure that you've seen her on Saturday nights, and you met her on our show last week. Well, when's the last time that you had the opportunity to reach your hand into your pocket, Dad, or you, Mother, into your pocketbook, and pull out a clean, fresh, white package of Wrigley Sperman chewing gum? When's the last time that you had an opportunity of tearing off some of that silver foil and handing a piece to your friend and saying, here, have a piece of chewing gum, Wrigley Sperman chewing gum? Well, if it's not been too long ago, you know that you always get a delightful reaction from your friends because they like to chew gum if the gum is good and Wrigley Spearman is the finest gum made in all the world. I wish that you would have that pleasure today and your friend would have it too. Of you reaching in, pulling out the white package of Wrigley Spearman chewing gum and saying, Here, pal, have a piece of Wrigley Spearman. It's the finest in all the world. And I don't care if you don't glorify it quite as much as we do and make a big speech about it, but you hand a piece to your friend and see how much they'll enjoy it too. I know that you will whenever you can reach in for Wrigley Spearman Chewing Gum. Wholesome, refreshing, delicious. you like it. It's good. Well, now let's go to New York City, into the offices of Mr. Dave Capp, who is the major domo of the Cap Record Company, and the man who we told you a few moments ago had contributed more to the scene of American recorded music than I think anybody else in the business, and I don't think I can stand corrected, Dave. Is that enough of a compliment to kick you off with?
2: Well, Howard, that's very kind of you. I'm, I'm very humble before all this.
0: Well, Dave, uh, first, perhaps I should justify to the American public. You started the Decca Record Company, you and your brother Jack and uh, Paul. And as a result, of course, uh, that launched in a whole new era in American music because that was the first of the major labels to come along, wasn't it?
2: Yes, that's true.
0: Uh... Now, after that, uh, Dave, you uh, did a... Number of different jobs in the industry. You were for a long while associated with RCA Victor. And then just very recently, you started your own record company. On what basis did you decide to start a new record company? Were there not enough of them in this country?
2: Well, there were enough of them, but there were certain things that I wanted to do, and uh, I just couldn't seem to convince people that uh, they should let me do exactly what I wanted to do. And I finally got to a point in my life where I decided that. From now on, I was just going to make the kind of records I wanted to make, and nothing else.
0: Well, now that's a big piece of pie to cut, uh, Dave. Was the market ready? Do you think for uh, the sort of thing that you want to do? Apparently, so, or you wouldn't have invested your money in that sort of an enterprise. Well, I think
2: the market is always ready, Howard. I think that uh, uh, most uh, most people are always ready for something which is good. Uh-huh. I, I I think that's the uh, uh, this is an old old saw, as you know, but. I just felt that if I could build a better mousetrap, they'd come.
0: Yes. uh... Well, Dave, all of your uh, records with the Cap Record Company have been marked with an error of sophistication. At least you have not... uh delved into a field of music that is less than pretty music. And um, I, I sometimes wonder if you probably then don't agree with my theory that uh, the old adage about it's too good for the American public is too bitter a pill to swallow. I don't go along with that, do you?
2: No, I, I, I just don't think that uh, that it can be too good. This, uh, we, we're in a strange business. Uh, I'm sure that if uh, you went to buy a house, uh, nobody would say to you, don't buy it, it's too good. Yes. Uh... Or if you bought a car, they say, well, don't buy this. This car is too good. Yes. Uh, too good only means one thing in terms of the record business. That means you have to work a little harder to put it over.
0: Yes. Well, Dave, actually, uh, wh- where did it come from? Why do certain artists and repertoire men feel when they make a good record that they'll say, well, this is not commercial. It's too good for the American public. I think the American public understands good music.
2: They do. But the tempo of the times is such that uh, most people can't wait. You see, they... Uh, they want something. They want to do something today and have it a success tomorrow. Well, of course, that's never been the history of our business. Uh, I can think of uh, so many things. One thing comes to me very quickly. I talked to Dick Rogers oh, within the past year, and he said to me, he said, you know, I always felt that something would happen to my funny Valentine. Uh, it's interesting to note for example that rogers and hammerstein in the years when they were rogers and hart rather in the years when they were writing their great songs never had a hit yes but uh they wrote good songs and mm. they were content to wait
0: yes well, now, Dave, uh, certainly that sort of thing uh, is typical of your late release, which has been such a tremendous smash hit across the country. I'm sure it's going to be one of the best sellers from now until Kingdom Come. Autumn Leaves by Roger Williams, who I understand is right there in your office with yes, you. Yes,
2: he's right here, sitting right opposite
0: me. How did you decide to do this, Dave? This is an old record, an old song, rather. You brought it back from Europe, didn't you?
2: Well, I actually didn't bring it back. The first I heard of the song was... Uh... Uh, the reason I remember the, the time now is because I looked up the letter. I, this is when I was with deck and I had a letter from Bing, who was in France at the time, who wrote to me and said that there was a great French song over there called Les Fées Mortes, which the title of the song in French, of course, is The Dead Leaves. Yes. And he said, if it is so beautiful that if you could get an English lyric for it, I'd like to record it. Yes. And... Uh, Uh, I found out that uh, an American publisher had taken over the song and that Johnny Mercer was writing a lyric for it. And Uh just as soon as I got the lyric, Bing came back, and that was one of the first things we recorded.
0: Well, I have expressed myself a number of times on this program and on my television shows for CBS that I think maybe the reason it was never a big hit before, Dave, is because it was cluttered up by a lyric. And I think people want the instrumental version because it's such a beautiful melody line. As a matter of fact... Let's play it right now, and then you and I will have a chance to talk about it afterwards, along with the artist who performed it, Mr. Roger Williams. So here it is, the cap recording featuring Roger Williams, almost a piano concerto as he performs Autumn Leaves. Roger Williams, a cap record, a beautiful thing called Autumn Leaves. Roger, that would sound to me as though maybe you like this sort of music much better than the boogie-woogie piano that you're also noted for. You bet, Howard, that's right. When did you get your training for this sort of classical piano work?
2: Well, I have studied piano just about all my life.
0: Uh-huh. Where's home, uh, Raj? Des Moines, Iowa, Howard. Oh, I hope all of our friends out in the Telecorn State are listening to you then this morning, and well, they probably that's... are. I hope so. How long have you been in New York? Well,
2: almost three years now.
0: And this is your first recording?
2: This is my first single release, Howard, uh, yes. Yeah. How
0: did Dave Cap discover you?
2: Well, uh, I was playing uh, at a hotel here in New York, uh, the Madison Hotel. Uh-huh. And, uh And he came in one evening and heard me play. And, Howard, I'm very grateful for what he did to get me started in music. You I, know, know uh, you,
0: I know that you are, Roger. Just... <laughs> One more indication that Dave Cap can hear more sounds from just 88 keys than most people can hear in uh, a whole quartet of pianos. I want to thank both uh, you, Roger, and also Dave Cap. Will you come in and say goodbye, Dave?
2: Thank you, Howard. I will, and uh, I hope to see you soon. I'm
0: looking forward to having you making an appearance uh, out thanks here. Thanks for in our
2: coming se- into our office. You're
0: Fine. Right. I'll be in New York real soon. All right. Good. Thanks very, very much. I guess the fight's called off in New York tonight, isn't it?
2: Well, it looks like it's clearing up. It's uh-huh, like I they... just turned to look out the window. We are supposed to get part of that hurricane, but uh, it looks pretty clear at yeah. this moment.
0: Well, this is Howard Miller then saying goodbye to our two wonderful guests, Dave Cap and Roger Williams, and saying thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow for Wrigley Spearman Chewing Gum. Bye-bye from now from Howard Miller in Chicago. Be sure and join Howard Miller tomorrow at this same time when his guest will be Lillian Briggs.